Hello, hello, friends. Hopefully you are all doing well on your lockdown, uh, self-imposed quarantine, or government-imposed quarantine, and uh, staying healthy, getting outside, and doing all the good stuff for our bodies. Today we have a guest named Abria, who I got to meet through uh, a friend out in L.A. He lives in Hawaii, and uh, he travels the globe doing really cool shit. He does sound healings. He's a handpan specialist. He plays a number of instruments, but known for his expertise in handpan playing as well as uh, handpan construction. And I bought my handpan directly from him, which was really cool. Uh, we got to, I was out in LA to meet him there and got to do uh, pretty much like a private lesson all day with him on this amazing instrument that is really hard to fuck up. So uh, I'm not the best at music and um, it's really fun and meditative to get locked into this. And at the end of this, we have him do a guided meditation, which is really cool. And I think um, quite appropriate for these times to remain in a place of peace, um, just for our own internal well-being, but also because stress can lead to sickness. So staying our healthiest, happiest version of ourselves making sure that we fill our cup each day and fill our soul medicine. That's the medicine. And uh, Abria's got some some great medicine. So we jump right into all that good stuff. Uh, I think at the end of this, we, we might release that as two uh, episodes, I think, so we can just have the meditation there uh, on its own. So, But uh, it will be at the end as well. And also my boy, Aaron Alexander, jumped in on this one. Uh, he was also doing some of the hand pan curriculum uh learning and getting uh the wise tutelage of abria and uh we we had a great time and aaron had a piece out i guess towards the end of this thing so he shoots a lot of the questions out first uh and then after he leaves i get a lot of my questions in and uh, it's kind of cool you know it wasn't too much of a back and forth i knew he had limited time so um i hope you all enjoy this one i certainly did i had a lot of fun with it and uh he'll be back on the podcast again for sure there's a lot of ways you can support this show. Uh, one of those is to click subscribe, leave us a five-star rating with one or two ways the shows help you in life, and also check out our sponsors. We've only got two today. We've got our awesome sponsor, Ancestral Supplements, and uh, it's brought to you today by Grass-Fed Beef Organs by Ancestral Supplements. These guys make New Zealand-sourced nose-to-tail organ meats, bone marrow, and beef organs in simple, convenient gelatin capsules. Traditional peoples, Native Americans, and early ancestral healers believed that the eating of organs from a healthy animal would strengthen and support the health of the corresponding organ of the individual. For instance, the traditional way of treating a person with a weak heart was to feed the person the heart of a healthy animal. Similarly, eating the kidneys of a healthy animal was to believe to support the urinary ailments and overall kidney health. Pancreas was fed to people with digestive problems and spleen was fed to people with immune and blood deficiencies. Our early ancestors knew this, which is why their traditional diets included the frequent and nourishing consumption of nose-to-tail organs. Visit ancestralsupplements.com to see what they can do for you. Ancestral supplements, putting back in what the modern world has left out. And if you use code KING10 at checkout, you'll get 10% off. They're also running a deal right now where you can get a bulk supply of beef organs which is really cool because basically you're going to get a whole host of different organs, most of which you will never consume, myself included. And uh, you get them all in one convenient-to-take capsule. Good for the immune system, good for the body, the brain, the mind, all that good stuff at AncestralSupplements.com. We're also brought to you by my favorite CBD company in the world, One Farm. 
And much like I've talked about in the past, these guys are the best. They start with a 100% USDA certified organic hemp farm up in Colorado. And much like coffee or wine, you want single origin. These guys are the best. They use 100% CO2 extraction, which means there is not that there's anything nasty in it to begin with, but you're only going to get the highest level of terpenes and cannabinoids found in their CBD products. They've just released some of their beauty and skincare products like the eye serum and other cool stuff that's only available online at onefarm.com. And if you go to onefarm.com Kyle, you're going to get 15% off everything they have in the store. This is really good for the immune system. It's good for sleep, enhancing sleep, also good for the immune system and good for anxiety, lower anxiety, also good for the immune system. So many reasons to find some of their amazing products at onefarm.com. Thank you guys for tuning into the show today, and I hope you all enjoy this this co-hosted event, I guess it was. I guess, uh, yeah, I mean, Aaron's got his dope podcast, the Align podcast, and I've, of course, got mine. So we co-hosted this one out in L.A. a couple months back. Hope you all enjoy this. As always, uh, hit me up on kingsboo.com, and I look forward to hearing from you. We'll see you in a week. We're in. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for making this happen. Absolutely. Thank you, Bria, for opening up our, our everything with music. Oh, man. I'm so blessed to be here with you guys and sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, so we just talked about, we were talking about how music kind of opens up channels and opens us up to different thoughts and feelings and ideas. Can we kind of start? Absolutely. With that? I love that idea. Yes. Um, I just wanted to, to, to tune in and, and acknowledge this space and what we're all doing here in creating room for us to feel and connect and um and breathe into that for a few breaths if that's cool Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah sound moves. How sound travels. our sound or how do we move our energy 
presence here is already a high vibration. Are we okay with remembering that? Remembering it so much that we feel it. Just the vibration alone is the medicine. experience that still going (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was super deep Mm. it's a special thing i mean we can it's it's like anything like when ted decker talks about you can talk about an avocado what it looks like, what it tastes like, the consistency of it, the thickness of it, the wetness of it. But until you eat one, you don't know the avocado, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And you can listen to, I think I was just talking with this with Cal last night about how beautiful um, music is. And it's beautiful when we listen to uh, our favorite albums or any of these things, you know, and the, the music for Mushrooms album from East Forest, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. But the live music... In it real time. Go, in real time. Mm-hmm. It's just a completely different experience because you can experience so much range and so much depth and vibration. And it, it is literally singing to you. You know? It's mm-hmm. uh there's nothing like it. Yeah. I like uh, personally, I mean I want to hear your perception of this because sure. I think your well is a lot deeper than my own. Um, but something that I really value about music is it's such an amazing tool at removing myself for myself, you know, cause I think we have access to everything that we need below all of these ideas of who we think we are and what we think we're supposed to be doing. There's this inner wisdom that sometimes is kind of like a whisper that wants to speak. And I feel like moments like that, where I come in with kind of more like my ego mind and intellectual mind of like, tell us about the neuroscience of sound. And you're like, boom, we're like, oh, okay. (laughs) 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, consider it like this. Like, it's all about the sound that we're putting out. So even the, the silence in between has so much information. Yeah. But like when you ask a beautiful question and the response is not words that the cognitive mind has time to focus on and break down and analyze, we go into sound, which basically is beyond the words because that's not a a human design. That's a a universal construct. You know, it's a universal law of how sound moves and creates and emanates images to be in this holographic reality. Like what we're seeing right now, we just think that's a piece of beautiful slab of wood. 
but it's vibrating at such high frequencies it's just like actually there you know we can go so deep with breaking it into that micro just to get a little mental idea like a personality like idea it's like oh i got that you know but it's really like it's more simple it's a feeling like you were saying it's like how you like boom you felt that energy mm. and it wasn't word spoken you can word speak on top of it and you start getting this like what what's the story about we're just texturing If you can move sound like that, just in your thoughts, if you have enough energy to vibrate a thought in through the mind space, that vibration can literally shake and move us in truth bumps to, to fear, to whatever, and you've, we've actualized it into this dimension. If we cry or if we laugh about it, mm. a thought, that, that's, a, that's a vibration moving through our mind space. Eventually, you know, you can look at it as through nerves and, and images, but it's a felt thing. So the whole style of using sound as a tool, like imagine if we didn't have spoken language. So our personalities couldn't get too tied in as, as we've been programmed to this point in time. And we use our sounds and our gestures and our body language. If we really didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings, we wouldn't use certain words that someone could look at or feel it's like, you know, harmful to them. And now we just use sound. We could just both hop on, hop on this one, for example. Hmm. And then Kyle's on another C-sharp. And we'll just start off with just texture on the top note. You know, like, you both know a bit of the structure, but you can touch it just by muting it. Or you can start, you know, actually tapping it to allow more sound to come out. And you, you notice that, like, the harder you hit or the faster that movement, the volume can turn up or turn down. So, so just explore, like, what's your, what's your level zero would be like not even touching it. That would be like this. But there's still energy going towards it, right? Yeah. But now if we were to put one, it's almost like you're just like, just touching it, not really. Yeah. Right now we're holding hand pans. Right, right. We're just we should, holding. We should let people know. These are so. hand pans. <laughs> <laughs> we're not touching each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the activation right there. And yep. then you start increasing the volume, which is meaning how much energy you're putting into the instrument, which is moving through you, yep. through the mind, into the body, yep. out to this source. And I'm just turning it up a little bit louder. And then I'll find a point where I'm kind of at my max. It might not reach 10 per se, but you can hear a nice clean sound. And it's not slappy, it's not going out of range, it's, it's controlled. Yep. And you can explore, say, outside some notes. And we're just doing this kind of like up and down. It's easy to keep the rhythm. Yeah. We can all hear each other and see each other. Yeah. And even closing eyes and just breathing. Listening for the sound.
volume down a little bit. Feels to me like it's like having a conversation with someone. Absolutely. Not even yeah. the music itself. Like music, we're clearly speaking to each other through sound, which is what we're doing with our voices and body language and all that in general. Yeah. But the metaphor of how softly I connect with someone versus, yes. you know, maybe it's, okay, maybe it's Absolutely. not words yet. Maybe words would kind of ugh, it would spoil the whole moment. Mm. So I'm just kind of tapping just above, you know, and then like, okay, oh. And then that conversation's felt, or that word or sound just comes over to Kyle and he goes, what would be the response to like one strike? Yeah. So now he's giving you some feedback, right? He's like responding and then adding. And then it's just this texturing of, you know, like finding different sounds that you like, the volume that you wanted at, the rate in which you're moving into it. And it's, that's the conversation with yourself. Mm. So it's not like we're sitting here playing handpans. The reality is the handpans are playing us as we're instruments too. So the meeting of both is this like this top chat we've had of like, while we go in with medicine, with breathing, with water, with elements like sun, and all of a sudden we're activating ourselves in like this really epic way. Yeah, and we're just really feeling, you know, feeling the moment, feeling one another, feeling all the all the energies kind of thing. I wonder what it is about sound and ceremonies of all sorts that makes it such a a, a powerful catalyst for change. That's a great question. What do you feel on that, Kyle? Well, I think, um, <clears throat> you know, it's just like you were talking about when we when we get into the pan, we're, and what Aaron was alluding to right in the opening is we're getting out of our heads and into our hearts. Mm -hmm. So if we can shut the monkey mind off and feel, that's a different level of awareness. Right. And fill in the blank on uh, any medicine substance that can get us there, whether that's breath, um, fasting for extended periods of time, the darkness, which Aubrey just did, flotation tanks or any of my favorites among the plants, they can tend, if you have enough, to break you out of your mind and into your heart. Hmm. And the sound is hitting on a level that's so much deeper than what we can put words around. It's felt. It's known with a capital K. Okay. And in combination, <laughs> it's really, really special. I mean, they're all special. Mm. But I mean, at my most profound ceremonies and medicine work has always included sound. It's never been, mm. you know, without it. It's always been in with combination with music and, and song. So you're wrapping right into the my experience of sitting ceremony in Maui the first time and being provided the medicine just by myself and going into this little cottage ohana space for an evening of full activation by myself with no sound i didn't know how to play any instruments at that point but what i found later in the evening was um, i grabbed a bottle that had water in it and the, the top i was tapping it and i was tapping it like a drum it was just channeling through and then I braided my hair in two different sides. I'm like, seriously, you want me to do this right now? I'm like, all right, I'll do it. And my hair was like not as long as it is now, but it was like down to like here in two braids. And I took a picture of myself in that state. And it was just to like isolate that memory of going into this full acknowledgement. I'm like, I'm not the body. I'm not anything. I'm just this vibration that's, you know, moving me to do this and put my hair here. And then I purge. And then it's like, 
all these different ways of like moving sound, moving energy. And it's not one being worse than the other. It's like the darkness, like inv that invitation is so empowering for the light as well. Hmm. Um, and it's kind of like the instruments, like you can play something very uh, emotional and deep. Or I can just make it a bit brighter or just, just changing the pace. What does that do for your face? Yeah. of telling a story right we're all telling a story we're all sharing something that we're channeling that we're experiencing through our senses that we think are we know to be real so we're just playing with that in these bodies multi-dimensionally is like not easy <laughs> there's so much stress and there's so much pressures the idea of this and what i feel like we're all activating is our own way to practice that living experience and just sharing hey these are some different ways calling attention to different things so people can feel is the start like just to get into the moment and land here is one thing then going and activating is another and then actually integrating all that activation into how can i show back up here right now like, what, what am I really here for? Am I here to be in the future with the dreams and expectations? Or in the past with all the the, the challenges or the triumphs? It's, it's all kind of relative. And how we move through time and space is, it's helpful for me, like in reflection to what Kyle's sharing, that it just brings you into the moment. What you're saying is it just kind of like destroys all words. Yeah. And, and that's fun for me. And sharing it too and seeing you all learn like that because the awareness and the time you've all invested in your connection to being here, through physical movements, through prayer, through song, through dance, whatever, that's all good. It's all the same. Different ways to move energy. Yeah. And that's why I kind of started off. I'm like, wait, what was the question? There's no question. It's just sound. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading, or not reading, sorry, I was watching videos this morning of, of uh, bees sonicating pollen. Oh. Off of the little oh, anther deal, I just saw a vision of that. Yeah, yeah. tell me about it's that. It's such a, it's such a cool thing to to see. There's the, the perfect frequency to cause the the pollen to be removed of what's called. It's like this little antenna thing called an anther. And there's certain plants that the only way in order to access that that pollen is through sonication. And so if you come in with the perfect hertz frequency, it just. It's like surrender. The pollen just pours out. Oh, it just shoots. It busts <laughs> totally. up that pollen load. You know, and it's like, it's so funny watching that. I'm like, that's literally what we do in business relationships. Yes. That's what we do in, we you know, very literal or a sexual perspective. Absolutely. You know, it's yeah. like, do you have the right frequency in order to cause the pollen to, oh. mm. you know, and if you don't, there's certain people when they come into the room, everyone just kind of like, Ooh. You're like, oh, it's wrong frequency. Right. <laughs> you can feel that's an, that's an energetic, vibrational frequency thing that's like Tesla style, you know, that whole, you know, what are these different waves of energy that are able to hit us that we cannot see, but we can feel. Yeah. 
that's like the natural or our instinctual auric field that goes beyond our physical body, like what we know right here in the container. Mm. You can see someone or feel someone from far away, or you can see them, someone from not just far, but like on the other side of the world. And you're like, well, I was just thinking of you or feeling you. And then there's these codes that we're transmitting through certain moments in time, through moments in our experience. Uh, it's all like weaving together. That's how we've come, I feel, to this point, just staying in contact, sharing sound, watching you know one another for whatever you know just like a like or a not wherever our attention is that's the most valuable currency like you know that we have that i know of because it's all about putting my attention into this moment and saying wow this sound is where i'm at i'm wanting to frequency elevate myself to to meet with aaron and kyle and all these other legends that are like all magical actually hmm. everyone's pretty badass everyone's got different stories and how they're explaining their badassness and some are still figuring it out yeah <laughs> it's like a beautiful weave and we're all coming into the same area to share sound to you know pass it on even if you know it's just a few people it's going to turn someone's um mind into a whole other like canvas where they get to repaint they're like what how the hell did they do that mm. that that energy is cool because like if we can choose anywhere to put our attention i'd want it to be on things that do inspire or serve somehow create more awareness and a little bit, hopefully, more lightness in, in their being in their bodies. Yeah. Like their minds and feel like, fuck, I feel so good to be in my body right now. Mm. Or I feel really, you know, activated to have my mental clarity and not stressed off anything or anyone or any any place I have to be. So feeling that frequency, energy, that whole, that whole style and theory of geometry. We were talking a lot about geometry and how the music's moving us in that way, too. And I'm seeing just shapes, you know. And I'm following the shapes based on what I'm visualizing, which is I can just picture a triangle and then do the triangle, or I could do it in a circle, you know, the movements. Not only is that, you know, really energizing for my mind because it's binaural. So my right hand's activated by my left brain, right is the left arm. And you can start to use that on the instrument where you're moving your hands and then crossing them over. And we're literally just doing all these different geometries and shapes. And that's how I saw a lot of the geometry that's been in my visions. I put it as codes on my body too. Because hmm. I can keep, kind of see this now easier. Um, different motions or repetitions on one given area. Just creating that little tension. Moving the sound. It's just a beautiful dance, basically. Yeah. With painting, which I know that, Kyle, you've been getting psyched on painting recently. Yeah, yeah big time. Um, I saw Paul Check again at the, end of the, at the end of the year. And um, something I've always done with him is we'll do like a mon mandala and just paint within that. And I would really only do it on days where I was going to drop into a medicine space. And uh, he recommended I read Essentialism. Highly recommend that book. Essentialism. <clears throat> and it really just helped me shape, like, what, my, what does my day, my ideal day look like? Hmm. What does my ideal life look like? Does it happen when I retire or does it happen right now? Hmm. How do I figure out what is the, the top priority, singular, not a list of shit to do? And what's important now? And then from there, really constructing how I want my days to look. And as I freed up more time... Um, you know, this year I've wanted to tap in to all my creative channels as best I can. And my wife's a really good painter and 
we've had these supplies just literally sitting around. And mm. so I painted for a ceremony and I was like, I should do this more often. And I got a sketch nice. pad and started sketching a lot of the things that were coming to me, like Metatron's cube right, and some of the sacred geometries. But from there, it's just yeah. been like this, this amazing way to drop again out of my head and into my heart because I'll sit there and try to decide the color palette and this is going to go here and that's going to go there. And, and Tosh will just laugh and be like, I think you're overthinking this. And it's like, okay, no shit. All right, let me just put paint down. And the second I start putting paint down, it all unfolds before me, right. but I'm not directing it consciously. I'm just mm -hmm. putting it out there and I can create something that's beautiful and it's improving. I mean, you can see like, as you date these things and hang them on your wall, the difference within two months is pretty significant and I'm not fucking Picasso or Alex Gray, but I can see big changes and more importantly than I guess like how I would evaluate the performance of the art itself is the fact that when I'm in the art, I'm nowhere else. I'm just in the art yeah. and I'm there with my wife connecting in a way that's mm -hmm. deeper than throwing on a Netflix special. It's deeper than sitting around and talking about the day it's a way to connect without words, similar mm -hmm. to song, you know, yeah. and it's such a beautiful thing. And she's doing this incredible rendition of a Jaguar. We saw at spirit quest a couple years back at Don Howard's place. And the, the whole thing's coming alive. I did a day trip and, um, it was interesting because it was daytime. So I could, I could be external. I didn't, it wasn't just in darkness in my own mind's eye. And as I looked at the art, everything that was alive, it came to life. Like there's an energetic imprint that is embedded in that it's become its own form of consciousness and its own energy field. And I know that sounds super fucking weird, mm -hmm. but if you have art at your house and, uh, any practice to get you into medicine, whether that's breath work or any other form, um, you can watch this stuff just come out of the wall. Yep. you know, and like, see what's behind that. What was the emotion that went into that? Was there pain? Was there light? Was there all of it rolled into one and see what that expression is? You know, we have uh, Alec, some, a lot of Alex Gray art and one of them is uh, the Holy Family. And it's a, uh, man, I've been getting really <laughs> emotional lately around, uh, family stuff because we have our, our our baby girl in the way but seeing that like two a man and a woman and their child in the middle and it's in all the sacred geometries and seeing that on medicine you're just like that's that's it that's it and then extending that out like what can we see how big can our tribe become how how big can our family become can the world be our brothers and sisters and the answer is yes, as we extend that awareness and realize that I am interconnected to everything. You know, the same interbeing you feel in ayahuasca or Charles Eisenstein talks about in the more beautiful world our hearts know is possible. There's no separation from anything, no separation from source, no separation from any of us in this room. And like every way that I see that and connect to that and feel that lesson allows me to see God in all things. And from there, it's just, quiets the noise hmm. of life because it's like oh yeah i can remember that i can feel that hmm. i can see you i can see you hmm. you know and it's it's uh 
you know, in reading all these spiritual texts and searching, and that, that, that's something Paul Selig said to me, the only thing the world is missing right now, humanity is missing, is its own recognition of its own divinity. Hmm. And it's been lost through the tale of stuff that's been handed down for thousands of years and told to do in a certain way with a certain construct and, hmm. and um, people's resistance to that or blindly following of that and not having the direct experience for themselves. But all these avenues of creativity through painting, through music, through going to a sound healing, to plant medicines, there are direct experience with source. There are direct experience with our higher self because we see that as we drop from our mind, all that peace and love and bliss, it's already there. <laughs> it's always been there. Yes. It's just tuning into that and it's all inside us. It's not external. You know, we can't grab that outside of ourselves because it's fleeting, but inside it's always there if we tune in, tap into that. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Feel you, brother. That remembrance, that feeling I when you were speaking, I was I was feeling what it the memories of that energy is coming from within, not without. And it's like this beautiful blossoming, you know, flower idea or this opening heart idea. And it's like, you know, there's certain moments for that to really go through and feel. And your experience with your family is the most profound in your existence as of right now that you know of. And everyone's also going through this. And that's, that's our way kind of into one another, to be able to see from perspective each other's feelings and be embodied in other brothers and sisters, whoever we're drawing in or calling in, you know, and how big can the family be? It's, it's totally limitless. It's beyond this, this planet, you know, we can keep going further, remembering more and feeling more. And I love the image of Alex Gray, because I can see that with the mama and papa and the babies in between and all the electrical lines and all the mm -hmm. geometry. And it's like, whew. The reason I brought up the painting um, is because I think it's, I mean, I think it's essentially the same thing as creating sound. It's just sound in the form of color. There's a, a yeah. Saul, they create a thing, who the they is, I don't know what the company is called, but for uh, blind people that can't see color, mm. they'll have glasses that they'll be able to see different oranges or reds or the color oh, of a certain person's skin. And, then they will translate those colors into sound that they have connected mm -hmm. to their ear. And then when they're looking around, they're literally seeing the world in sound. Love this. And I think that we're continually doing that whether we realize it or not. Mm. And uh, the reason I, I mentioned the painting thing in the first place was you can see where people are blocked with certain developmental patterns based off of the way that they paint. I think it's a similar thing with based off of the way that a person makes sound, obviously in the form of their voice and communication with mm -hmm. the world and all that, but directly into playing a handpan, for example. Right. And I wonder how much psychological, emotional, spiritual development you can kind of haphazardly bump into just by starting to make these sounds. Absolutely. It feels like a bit of um, 
a clearing device, hmm. like a reflection, but also a, a way to express emotion and also just kind of get lost, yeah. you know, without the structure, without knowing too much or doing too much f fancy stuff. It's just kind of like just touching and, and, and connecting in, in a way that allows us to receive, hmm. you know, like I'm, I'm open to receive and feel, not just flash over something real quick, right. but really delve into it as you would a lover, as you would a, you know, a vision that you really dream to feel in your life as real, not just a dream. That's the dream it real is that same vision. It's you have to see it so much that you feel it so much that you become it. Hmm. It's just a natural progression. We're going to do it either way, right. <laughs> but like, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's what we do as, as creators, as divine gods and goddesses, whatever men and women, we can label it differently, but the feeling with the instrument can remind us that same thing, you know, going into these sound waves, getting into meditations, just using it for a visual yantra, like what you're sharing, the seeing colors. <clears throat> and I can look at the shapes and I can look at the textures and, and that yantra is my meditation. I'm looking at those shapes and seeing it and to the point where I can close my eyes and I can still see it, but from my internal vision. And that's that, you know, that mind's eye, you know, C-sharp we were talking about, root chakra, and it kind of just fires up to the, the brain because the, the brain's that initial, especially if we're looking, um, that initial sense that we use to, to, to get feedback from. Hmm. And then we put the sound or energy back into it by, based on what we hear and see. Yeah. Um, like last night, we were flowing with Justin and we were just crushing this epic jam session, laughing so hard. I kid you not, I could not open my eyes. I was crying. And I was laughing, keeled over, doing the most epic geometry still. While Justin was like, he LOLs. I can't laugh out loud. I'm like, I'm like suffocating, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Justin's in there. Ah, it's like, this is so much fun. And that's the feeling. We are in that happy state where you just feel that rush of beautiful hormonal energy. Mm. That's just releasing these endorphins and these energy waves. Yeah. And now we're feeling it in the body. So we moved something from a silly moment into a fully activated sound ceremony. It wasn't just like jamming. Yeah. It wasn't for performance. It was a bit of a meditational prayer um, enjoyment. You know, like we were having fun at the same time, knowing that who gives a shit? How clearly can you see people's personality in the way that they make music? Within this instrument in particular? Or? Sure. Yeah, is that something that you, like, if what I, I see, like, postural patterns, I have the, all these stories of, like, uh -huh, this means that and that. Oh, yeah. Do you have anything of, like, okay. You're such a nerd. <laughs> You're so good. You're so aware of all that stuff. That's cool. Um, you know, to be honest, it's not too much. It's, it'd be my own analysis based on my, my mind thinking that I know, like, things. But overall, yeah, you can tell who's shrugged shoulder and a little bit shy and, yeah. and just relaxing their scapula and letting everything drop in. And then bringing the body back, you know, to where they feel feel comfortable. I can see maybe that person's a little bit, you know, tense or shy and trying to hide themselves in their little, you know, yeah. bodies. And then watching them, and I'll I'll just tell them based on even um, Kyle, we set up with a nice seat, so just give them a little bit of lift over the instrument, right. and that that one bit of you know degree or whatever amount to to get a better visual and ergonomic position shows a lot of the person's awareness of body posture. Yeah, but and, I mean the, the way that they make sound oh, within itself. It? Yeah, minus the posture. I'm just using that as like oh, okay, a way yeah. of like, 
the actual when you see somebody playing and or see somebody playing in a group if someone maybe is like oh that person just is always overpowering or okay, that person is yes. always really quiet doesn't really want to be heard or that person is oh, they play the same rhythm over and over again like that person is very sporadic right right do you see any consistencies with the way oh, that they totally. operate in life absolutely yeah the playing style if you're a composer you're composing a certain track or a song, you probably have more of a tendency to have that similar style personality often. Yeah. You know, you stay consistent with your flows. If you're traveling, you can go into sporadic, but also, you know, still composed. It just depends on that person's experience, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Within playing the instrument. Because there's so, I mean, I've only been playing for five years, but it's a lot of time, but it's still newer to 20 years of it being out yeah. and available for people to play. So I would say for sure people's personalities are very similar to their style of playing. Maybe a bit more Celtic, but depends on where they live, what they're influenced by with music and sound. I tend to have like a bit of yogic or Eastern style patterns, I feel, like certain rhythms and taps. And then, um, but also I love the kind of faster, more happy that when I was playing, yeah. it was a bit more like, it just got everyone like, whoa, that's kind of fun, you know? So that's something I wanted to ask you about. This is a relatively new instrument. Talk about the history of this, like where it comes from um, and how it's been used throughout the world. Absolutely. The original archetype of these instruments is from the Caribbean, like Tobago and um, all the different Caribbean islands that had the steel drums as like a steel pan that would be played with like an oil drum and that would be hammered down and then all the notes would be threaded inside and you play it with sticks, kind of sticks and maybe little mallets at the end. What that would do is um, create this epic range and they'd have usually two so they could play both sides. So it's what I believe to be a full scale, like a full chromatic, you can play any kind of song, Christmas songs and everything like that. The instruments, they were based from that archetype and then flipped over and you know glued down with two huge, you know, um, like welded sheets that are all you know musically inclined and then they, they played it with their hands and a swiss couple created that and that company then built what's called the hung and the hung is an instrument that's branded from that particular company pan art is it well is it well i was thinking it <laughs> still well hung well hung, yeah. yeah. That's the good. style. <laughs> Come on, nobody else. Nobody else. I was screaming it inside my mind. <laughs> I know, totally. Good. My mind's and the hung is the place. the hung is that that's like it is. It's the hung. The hung is the hand. It's like the connection to someone because it's mm. built by hand and tuned by hand and played by hand. So they would call this in the Swiss dialect, like mm. Bern, Bern, Switzerland. It's called the hung in that in that it's made in that way but now the typical or the more common name is handpan or pantom and handpan is like just common it's a hand on a pan steel pan mm. yeah mm. so within within all the instruments now builders all around the world are building different instruments and we have friends from all over the world that build epic instruments and now we're just like playing training like doing workshops with them and building starting to build our own in hawaii I wonder for a person that doesn't have access to a, a handpan or a, a flute or whatever, is there some way to be leveraging sound in a more meaningful way in, in one's daily life right now, like listening to this in, in a car? Absolutely. I mean, it's just time to put these more kind of non 
verbal songs, just really ambient sounds. It could be just simple movements. Driving to work, cleaning the house, just laying down and just resting for a little while in the sun, just having just like really beautiful harmonic sounds. I think what's mm. what's nice about it is the harmony that it can create when they're well-tuned instruments and the feedback that they can give one another, especially if you're playing with another person. Now you're having conversations or energy exchanges without any words. It's kind of just like a flow. Mm. And the flow state feels good. It's like when we're in the divine moment, kind of like, oh, I'm here, I'm embodied, I'm in this music right now or this painting right now. Yeah. Yeah. What's inspiring for you in, with, with, with music presently? The, the limitless possibilities of, of patterns and shapes and geometry. Um, that's my own personal. The service side of it for me is passing that on so other people have a little bit of inspiration too. If, if it can call somebody's attention to, to be in the moment or when it does, it's really, really profound to help, you know, um, pr people practice meditation without having to like sit down and close their eyes and mm. do this type of thing. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a different style of meditation, I believe. With the, I, I have to leave here soon, so this will be like close, closing to the end of my ability to ask questions. When you say geometry, what does that mean? Geometry for With me like is, in relation to music, in relation to? Absolutely. Geometry for me within the instrument is all about how I see different shapes unfold within its actual visual map. Mm. So if I see the actual instrument, you know, and all the notes that go in the circle and so on and so forth, I'm seeing different angles of this instrument's, you know, notes and which ones I might want to touch in creating shapes. So if I'm just like choosing three in a triangle, just thinking pyramid kind of idea yeah. and then i'll choose a different set of three but maybe there's two that are still included that should give a little bit of a different sound so repetition right just do it again mm. Letting sound move. And now that that's just that simple yeah, flow, three different patterns, and it's like you said, the relation to the geometry. It's how I'm reading it, and then I'm just exploring, do I like that sound? Do I wanna use that now and, and do another layer? Like, and back to another similar pattern. just finding different ways to express myself through the instrument. Seeing shapes for me helps play this because I don't know exactly what notes I'm even striking at the moment. Yeah. I'm just feeling that I connect with the scale, I connect with the key, meaning like the actual root of that instrument is D or F or whatever. Mm. Um, so we have C sharp minor and that's another C sharp minor. And those can play well because they have similar notes, just maybe in different positions. So the instruments are now like really keyed in to play together, which is super fun when you're able to play with someone else or if someone's proficient enough to play two, because now they just lengthen all their notes by how many more notes. And you have this epic range and you could do all kinds of really happy stuff, really dreamy. Or bassier. 
when you have more range like that, you can exp- you can express more sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Or you, when working with music, I feel like something that I do quite regularly is I'll listen to the same song over and over again to kind of just like put me in more of like a trance type state. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you're thinking about when you're playing for people, kind of like guiding the room's oh, yeah. group mind? Yeah, that's a good point. Absolutely. If it's if it's a savasana or like a guided meditation that's a few hours long, yeah. you know, to even sustain and play for that amount of time is a huge meditation. And that's what I'd love to share with you, bros, is like, you know, collaborate with different friends in different places that have different, you know, instruments, different t- styles of playing and then just do full kind of sound bath activations. So we just do it naturally anyways. Yeah. But sharing that and then having a bit of guidance or lead meditation or visualization, for example, we can help them go into more reflective states just by asking them to take breaths into their body, visualizing you know certain images within their mind that they want to see, that they know are what they're meant to experience like this as those thoughts and those visions really amplify, especially when you're doing it in a sacred kind of intention, a ceremonial space, as opposed to a performance based space, then everyone's activating each other. And it's not just like performers and then an audience. It's like the audience that's going to listen and hear all this vibe is going to be just as much as part of it when they're there feeling that, you know, I need to leave. Yeah. Um, but, I so greatly appreciate getting to share time with both of you guys. Yes. I love you, brother. Getting, I love you, man. I love you <laughs> love as well. You, it's been such a Mahalo. beautiful uh, experience. I've gotten to learn so much with uh, words and without words. And I feel like I've, in this, just like walking into this room and being here, um, I literally feel like a transformed person just from hanging out with you guys for the last three hours. So thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Do Bless, you think man. we could... Maybe play me out with some music. Absolutely. <laughs> He's got his exit song. Play me out. Exit song. And, then for, and then for everyone listening, don't worry. I want to. I got tons of questions on my mind that I, that I want to get to yeah, yeah, get yeah. with yeah. Abria. And uh, and then of course, I would love to um, finish with uh, a guided meditation, if you will. Absolutely. So um, we'll have. You know, this this podcast is still rolling. Still so, rolling. Still We're still rolling. hot. Yes. All right. Yeah. Play my man out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Let's dive right in. I always like to get background on people, find out, uh, you know, where they grew up, how you got into music, like what developed you into being drawn to all this. Yeah, man. You know, I grew up in the Bay Area and um, had incredible musicians, artists from all around that lived in that town, that whole county, from like Santana to 
um, Mariah Carey and, and famous people that had houses or homes within Marin that I didn't even know were there, you know, making music. The Beatles recorded, I believe, in some parts of the Bay Area too. Um, and most of it was like reggae music in high school, more like hip hop um, and kind of dance hall and then more Latin and stuff like that. But I'd never played an instrument before five years ago. So I was always keen and like loved music and loved rhythm and loved to dance. However, I never played anything myself. So the first time I heard this instrument when I was traveling and living in Holland, I heard it in a huge kind of um, market space. And, and I followed the sound all the way down to where this guy was busking on the ground. And the sound was so epic. And it just really activated all of my my emotions of something so familiar yet completely foreign to my knowing. It was like a different shape. I'd never heard anything that sounded like it. So, And that's kind of the sound, my sound journey. Um, I've been teaching yoga for a long time as well. And with that, I've listened to so many epic tracks of you know, Indian style or more modern like dance music and integrated into teaching yoga with the playlists that I make too. Yeah. That's something I always, always appreciate about doing yoga in a new spot is like what, I wonder what they're going to play, you know, right? what, especially if it's, you know, if, if the teacher gets to choose, if the teacher gets to choose the playlist, you get to see almost like a part of their personality shine through. Absolutely. You know, and how they yeah. want the, the arc of the class to go. Absolutely. And it sets the whole tone of like, if it's an emotional part of class or if it's a more like getting on it type of class, like part of class where you're like really moving or you're, you know, kicking your legs up or you're, you're stretching in a certain way as opposed to a more yin style at the end where you're just kind of adjusting to, to bring it back in, mm -hmm. you know? Beautiful brother. Yeah. Well, I know you just did some, some serious world travels, uh, Peru, Israel, and Egypt. Yes. I'd love for you to unpack those trips and talk oh, about what you learned, absolutely. what you did, what you gained. Absolutely. Well, the intention for that journey, that quest, was all about where I can be in most service, where I can be in most receptivity, like energy-wise, so I could also learn. And then um, being in a space where I can also uh, maybe activate communities or people or friends or brothers or sisters that are on their journey or quest too. And that's a kind of a mutual thing. Like we're going to all learn from one another, but the collaboration, I guess, is, is what I'm getting to is the connecting to and then activating together and seeing what our vibes are in, in those certain, whether it's instruments or conversation, whatever. And so the first journey into Peru was so profound. I've never been to South America. And what they're doing there, even now today, with still integrating and, and activating medicines to help them feel and heal is such a commendable thing because most people won't go and, and, and reach out for it and like go on the quest because it's comfortable where we are. Or we're we're, we're kind of stuck in the story or whatever that you know that thing might be. So that's what I really got out of visiting Peru, just the community. Now the energy of the land had a whole other story. Just being on the land was so activating, eating the food from the land, um, rolling and flowing through different parts of sacred sites, 
uh, in, for example, Cusco all the way into Machu Picchu, standing on immense, powerful points on the planet, you know, and just like realizing that the people there, the energies, whoever, you know, activated these spaces, that energy is literally still there and people can tune into it if, if they're keen on that either through sound or through um, just prayer, like sitting down and breathing. And in the flow from there, after, you know, a month or so in Peru, the journey went to Israel, which I'd been to before, and visited some brothers there. And one of the brothers that builds that, the handpan that I play, and it's called a Yishama. And that whole land so activated and going to the Dead Sea, and then Jerusalem and Tel Aviv, it's kind of the thread that I was in and around. Each of the sites using similar technologies of construction, of sound spaces, basically how an auditorium would be in order to speak and have no microphones, right? Mm. And allowing for the light to move through in a certain way, the air will move through in different ways. It's all thought out and different spaces for prayer obviously their their powerpoints and why they built a temple in a certain location so israel was really especially because i'm so familiar and i love the energy there uh, intense but also still like very comfortable familiar um kind of western style but very like eastern uh, traditions which is beautiful to see and then flowing over to egypt was the the tail end of the trip um, over about two weeks time of exploring different temples, playing the instruments in different spaces that we could. Cause usually they'll stop you in every location. And um, I could share a little bit about that, what I think that's you know for, but just in general, just going out there and exploring um, Egypt, the temples, the, the sacred sites that were literally alchemic PowerPoints and very intentional grids and meridians of how the buildings were set to the body mm. and spirit and the the cycle and connection and acceptance of death you know to come to this afterlife experience and, and because of all that mis mystical kind of um uh storytelling it, it intrigues me to just feel it and then i'll interpret it my own way of course but so that was a three-month journey playing the handpan, teaching yoga, speaking and guiding these kind of meditative sound ceremonies and just re reminding people to dream it real and to put their vision into play now with whatever resources of their mind they can fathom. And that's where we're at now. And that's the last trip in LA to link up with you and keep the sound moving and yeah, share brother. some different vibes. <laughs> yeah, That's so cool. What, a, what an incredible three-month journey mm -hmm. <clears throat> i think the longest i've been gone was uh i spent a month in south america i did a week in peru a week in colombia a week in costa rica and a week in panama and that was an, mm -hmm. an incredible trip too didn't make it to machu picchu definitely that's some place that you know i would love yeah. to experience some of the different hotbeds of the planet earth and you know for something closer to home for people that are still on the fence about the energy of the earth and things like that like First of all, we can back scientifically that the Schumann resonance exists. It's there. Yeah. And we can tap into that in different places on the planet, <clears throat> express energy fields at a rate that is palpable. 
and anywhere on the earth you can tap into that feeling it's mm-hmm. not like you got to go to machu picchu to get there but uh-huh. yeah. there are places where you can, it is i mean i can't sleep in sedona mm. i never can sleep there i'll get tired so i'll lay in bed but it's yeah. so charged yeah, right yeah and medicine in sedona is uh, even the breathwork practices which is a medicine you know with with uh, yes. my girl anahata they're truly incredible we've seen you know groups of 55 people just crack wide open mm-hmm. from breathwork alone but um yeah i think about those things a lot like getting into a place where not only am i vibrating differently and connecting to the earth in a different way but experiencing the earth in a different way and then through that tapping into the people of that land the culture and not just the culture that's there now but the ancestors and mm, everyone who's come before us yes you know like all the wisdom that's held in the lineage mm. I love that rooting down and like really tuning in with that. Even if that's just the reflection of, you know, it's rare that we get to see so many elders in this, this time. And that's what I'm like feeling is like the ones that are here, especially, you know, looking out and feeling them and sending love. So that's going to move to us at one point, you know, and the energy that we pass down to the offspring that are now guardians of this planet and playing the music and doing the art and living their dreams, you know, which is like still us going. It's, it's magic. Yeah, brother. Well, talk, talk a little bit about some of your, um, I'm curious, you know, when did you, when were you first exposed to plant medicines or psychedelics or anything of that nature? Because I mean, growing up in the Bay, I think people have this idea. How old are you? 39. Okay, I'm 37. People yeah. have this idea you're from the Bay, and it's like, yeah, it's, it's California. And yeah. it's, you know, there was the psychedelic 60s and flower power and 30,000 people at Golden Gate Park. And it's like, I know nothing of that. Right. When I grew up, it was weirdos that were doing mushrooms. I didn't right. want anything to do with it. Totally. You know, like I had to, to sort that out for myself. And actually, like the first spiritual experience I had was on psilocybin in Sedona without intention, without any proper guidance or anything like that. But it was it cracked me open. Mm-hmm. You know, it was an activation for sure. Absolutely. And, um, you know, circling back now, of course, we've got Johns Hopkins and Roland Griffiths and all these people out there that are verifying what's been known for since the dawn of humanity, arguably, especially with psilocybin in the history of use among early hominids and what's speculated by the McKenna brothers. But all that to say, mm-hmm. These tools are so transformative, and I just wonder, like, what draws us in? You know, people talk about the calling they have, and maybe you listen to this podcast or Aubrey's or Rogan's or somebody else's, and that's enough information for you to say to yourself, okay, I think I'm ready. I think I'm mm-hmm. down. But I wonder, like, where was your calling into that? Yeah, that's a beautiful question, man, because in the Bay Area, we're highly influenced by that that vibe of the hippies and you know, Grateful Dead was definitely activated out there in Nicasio, which is also near Marin. It's like part of the edge of it. And it just naturally was around, you know, our parents would have things around and we would just like tune into them smoking pot or tapping into whatever. And for me, it was around 13 or around like junior high when um, uh, with a brother, we we went and did an epic um, acid trip. And just like, we're so young, you know, our minds and everything was so intense because the control, you know, energy of all fears, you know, when that younger type of uh, time of life was so, um, 
just a makeup story, you know, like watching Freddy Krueger on movies or something and like things that were kind of outside of us. But then you would feel maybe energies also of the land or what we're also processing too. And um, that trip was really challenging because I didn't know what it was going to be like. No one explained it. You know, you just take it, you know, and see what happens. <laughs> Buckle up. Yeah, yeah, you just go for the ride. And, you know, it was super strong. We were young too. So that was the first time when it got into, you know, more practices of medicine in regards to ayahuasca or San Pedro or things like that. That just happened on the flow of my travels and inner work of yoga. And in those those locations, when they're Thailand or wherever, you meet these other people that are like medicine people or shamanic, actually, you know, activated. And they just offer in those spaces. And I'm like open in the moment. So it wasn't like a huge plan. Just knowing that like on those journeys, how to how to process it you know how do how do i integrate this and have no guidance just like you figure it out or you have all the realizations or i remember so much i'm like now i know what to do and i got to do it and then life happens and you know stuff just comes up again to distract our actually living our dreams or knowing what our purpose is and totally not leaving any space for anything else to happen but that um so that happened when I was, you know, more in like the, my 20s and visiting Hawaii and sitting ceremony there um, twice and really learning about the land. You know, I wanted to be, you know, I am connected to the land because the land's calling me as a guardian energy there too um, for myself, for my mother, for friends that, you know, are ready to do this work and like show up for themselves and creating an environment like, you know, people can camp and live on the land and feel what that energy is like and not wear shoes, you know, and kind of flow to the waterfalls and then to the ocean, to the mountains, like still not wearing shoes, (laughs) you know, having things wrapped up, keeping our bodies in the right temperatures and, but then also just shifting it. So the sound and the medicines have just reminded me of all these activation ways to activate our senses and feel and as I went on and, and am now more seeking sound and seeking medicines, not in a way that I'm like asking around, it's just kind of coming as long yeah, as, you as, long get as we show up. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. something that that's often talked about that, that I think sounds a little out there to the, the uninitiated, but mm-hmm. you know, like when you have the calling for Aya, Aya finds you. Yeah. You know, and that's even if, and if, if you can't make it to the Amazon, I've had a lot of people write me and say like, dude, you forgot what it was like to be one of us. You get, you're rich now and all this shit. And I'm like, no man, I've, I've lived check to check in the last year and uh, I'm working on that. But, um, it is a big commitment to take two to two and a half weeks out of your schedule to take off work that long and to have the finances to do that. I get it. But I mean, as, as Dennis McKenna says, on any given weekend, there's hundreds of ceremonies going on in LA and New York City alone yeah. and every major city. And it's, it's all over the place. And I still recommend doing the pilgrimage, being in the land, connecting there. But for those who can't do that, my first 12 ceremonies were with Aya were in California and those were beautiful. Mm-hmm. Not black belts guiding, but it didn't need to be. The medicine is the black belt itself. Right. You know, and I think that um, it's just funny how that works out. It's like one more confirmation that everything is interconnected and everything is just drawn on lines. There's no empty space. There's nothing separating us. 
you know, and like how life just draws those things into you. And if we're aware enough, we say, oh, that's synchronicity. Right. But the truth is it's all synchronistic. Every fucking experience. No doubt. That's just a labeling kind of thing of that, that moment in time yeah. that we could say, oh, that was synchronicity. No, actually, that's exactly what you dreamed up or, you know, are calling in or meant to experience with those people in that environment. Um, the, the tools that bring people together like that, that's what's intriguing for me in, in passing those tools on so that I don't actually have to be there. That consciousness has already spread as soon as it's announced and, you know, shared to the thousands of people that are looking and listening and waiting for some other activation. Otherwise, where else would they send their or put their attention? You know what I mean? Like they're, they're wanting to hear what's up next and a way to channel that for anyone, for ourselves in abundance, both energetically, financially, spiritually is, is like, that's our service. We just keep doing what we do, bringing in the fire and then like just staying hot, you know, with our awareness, keep keeping our temperature up and, and, you know, the rhythm even, um, those are, those are moments of way and ways to like feel, oh, this is the rhythm that I'm feeling and I'm communicating with the person or I'm playing on my own and doing my own little meditation. Like you said, like different medicines, like just, just showing up is also the medicine mm -hmm. for your, for yourself and for the medicine itself. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it needs us too. It's like calling us as well to, to remember and practice. The instruments do that to me all the time. Like, it's like, why am I feeling it? Oh, it wants me to go play too. Yeah. Um, it's like, Hey, take some time, drop in. Yeah. It's funny too. Like the more tools we have, they'll, they'll, they'll speak to us in their own way. Like yeah. I was really trying to prepare with handpan before I came here. And every time I went to play for the most part, other than a couple of sessions, mm -hmm. I'd start and it'd be like, no, this ain't the one. And I would grab the double flute from Parangi and just start playing with that because exactly. that was the one that was calling to me. And I was like, All right, I'll get my time with this when I'm in LA and, and yeah, exactly. um, get the crash course and really get to dive deep with it. And so that was, it was really cool. I guess, having enough awareness to be in a state of allowing rather than forcing it. And even last night, you know, when, when uh, you guys started jamming, I was on a bit of uh, prescription ketamine. We're breaking no laws here. And um, there was the struggle of the mind of saying like, I only have a finite amount of time with you. I should be playing and practicing and learning. Mm. And overwhelmingly, as I surrendered to it, it was just, you're here to receive right now. And I could barely speak. <laughs> I just said, at one point, I was like, downloading. <laughs> I'm downloading the information. That's it. You know, I remember like, that Kyle's moment. sleeping. And I was like, nope, no, no, downloading. Was, you were both there. You and Cal <laughs> were just crushing it. Like, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. And that's medicine too, right. you know? Like, just to be in that state of allowing, a state of receiving, and to not force the idea of what I should be doing into it instead of exactly. maybe I can just sit back and appreciate everything that's going on right now around me. Absolutely. And your setting into that position actually reminded me and activated me to be in that responsibility flow too. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm responsible to do this. And it's just by being present with your being open. Mm. You know, you're, you're opening in that um, posture and setting your legs up and then, you know, uh, resting your body and your back. So everything's like soft and light allowing energy to move and being open to the energy that's coming in and also moving with those medicines, whatever it is, breath, you know, anything with the sound is a very multidimensional experience 
without having to go and travel wherever across yeah. the world, we can share this, you know, at home or in, you know, safe environments that people feel like super activated in. So that's that was like just natural last night, right? We didn't talk about anything. No, unplanned. Just yeah. just uh wound just showed up, up. Yeah, wound up <clears throat> happening that way. Um well I want I would like to leave people with a couple of things. One, your information, um, where they can find you. You're doing yoga d- retreats as well as designing some of the best hand pans in the world. So if anybody's called to it, um, you can purchase these and you can uh, select which note you'd like it in if you have a preference, if you have a preference on the look, all those things. Um, so talk a bit about that. And then I want to leave everybody with a guided meditation if you're down. Yeah, let's do that for sure. Um, yeah, just to acknowledge, I mean, we're still in our company, Merkaba. It's all new instruments that we've only built so many from already, maybe like a half a dozen or so. But our friends that build are where we're also having sourced instruments from. So we want everyone to get them as soon as possible. If people are feeling instruments or wanting to play and like really get into a meditation, what we're offering also is the lessons and the styles of like being able to get into it. So once you have it, then it's like, what do you do? You know, what would be the most like proficient way to connect to it and allow for free flow kind of vibes and still composition. That stuff is so much fun. Cause then it's like, you just get into jams and just like go. So you have videos or is this more all live? It's all live. Usually okay. the sound cool. ceremonies that I offer are just cool. Like so people can link up with you when you're in the right mm-hmm. town and, and maybe they got exactly. a little ways to travel, but not across the globe, or maybe they exactly. want to see the globe. So they hit you in, in different places. In the flow. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So Prana Force Yoga is my website. Um, that's integrative of like other friends that are doing yoga or massage or art or dance. And it's a lifestyle business, you know, a way of practicing and living your dreams is the kind of idea that blankets all the other things that we do. You know, nutrition and fasting and cleansing the body, um, music and, and sound ceremonies and like, you know, kind of like um, jams where people, other people can bring instruments and just tune in. Uh, as long as things are in the same key. Instruments <laughs> are in the same key, you can flow. But, um, and then, yeah, the, the retreats and workshops that move into teacher trainings of yoga, that's, we love doing that too, um, you know, once a year or so. Um, this year we're going to Peru in November for a medicine retreat and flowing into Machu Picchu, starting in Cusco, like a week-long vibe. So, so welcome to invite and come through with, you know, with a small group there. It would be like incredible, so, so inspiring. Um, and now I'm just in flow back to Maui, setting up the space at Prana Force Sanctuary. It's our property there in the North Shore of Maui. And traveling back and forth, doing epic chats and jams with friends here, um, and just keeping that flow. Beautiful, brother. Yeah. Beautiful.
Whatever our stories are at the moment, whatever's calling our attention, that we would think about it so much. So that we could experience it. Now more than ever, we really want to show up for ourselves and one another. So how well can we see the visions of our reality? What would it require? What would it take? How clear would our vision need to be and what we're imagining? Is that's how we amplify anything to in, involve us. We have to see it so much that we feel it and move into that embodiment of sound as a tool so that our energy moves. With just the right intention, just the right amount of force. responsibility required to fully activate and feel ourselves more, feel the moment more, would mean 
we'd have to risk our story that's of fear the story that's of our being unworthy from our vocabulary, our stories are threaded with images, images that unleash information and codes left in series of lineages of our ancestors. Either way, the story continues and unfolds, however it's divinely meant to be, whether challenging or beautiful.
our acceptance of and our reaction to or our non-reaction to allows us to be discerning with again where we set our attention and what we're focused on knowing that we can be guided reminded by the stars and the light and the fire and the darkness is just as profound as the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between energetic fields and it loves simply energy to see what we need to see, to focus on what we need to focus on by being present and allowing things to stir us, that's okay. We're just watching this whole story anyways. It's an epic dream. to feel and how can we pass that on by living it just by simply living it it's how we say things and announce them aloud isn't it questions are these just statements are you invoking something yeah well as royal divine sovereign beings I feel we deserve that opportunity especially if we're here and present to take on the responsibilities of that because that's so much powerful experience squeezed into one feeling and that's how sound moves us to feel so much and not hold on to it because we cannot contain that sound or that resonant frequency forever or can we memories that are locked into cells through elements of water and air there's codes of information that unleash within us whether heard on an outside or felt from the inside, all the magic is within. And all the magic is without. Any fearful stories. spirit moving energy but what is the wind 
what is the air that's moving around. It's incredible amounts of free energy moving freely to supply us infinitely for as long as we can. And we exhaust all of the fuels that fire and nourish the plants and the trees and the environment and the coral. To harmonize with all of those things is a lot. But it's not all our responsibility. And to be a guardian of something or anything is not separating it from us. Uniting with all of the kingdoms of powerful energy. Breathing in just as much as you know you have to breathe out. Knowing that prana force, that life force, that chi envelops our body in every way. To remember infinity seamlessly would be threading all of the images into one nourishing experience, film, real, as we're experiencing these visions in different ways. So the integration is the next phase when we see something and have the vision and weaving that into our daily life. What are our rituals, our practices, our ceremonies that help us feel, connect us to spirit, energize our bodies, our minds, and our physical wellness using, leveraging tools, medicines, breath works, body movements, love making, whatever the initiation to the mysteries, bless it, breathe it, be it. And so it is. Practicing as best we can by living it ourselves, seeing it in one another in reflection, acknowledges that our work that we are doing individually is not alone. And grateful for that energy is. It's inspiring me to breathe and be in creativity and destroy just as much as we rebuild. This is our moment as time is illusionary.
Thank you guys for tuning in to today's show with Abria. It was uh, a special one. And of course, my man, Aaron Alexander, who had to dip out quick. Leave me questions and comments over at kingsboo.com. I am thinking of making a return to the gram just for the fact that it is such an easy way to communicate with people who are listening to this show and, uh, you know, really just talk and find out what's happening across the world. I do feel uh, a little bit isolated right now. So back and forth on this uh, perils and beauty of social media. But we'll see. We'll see what happens there. I love you all and I'll see you in a week.